Hello and welcome to an extra, extra special uh, episode of Euphoria, a podcast about the great glam and garish from Eurovision history and today a little bit of present. As ever, I'm joined by the wonderful, delightful Isabel Chilman. <laughs> How are you doing, Isabel? Hi, Roland. Roland, Roland. It's an exciting day, isn't it? It is. Uh, it is the day that we always look forward to, the one day that brightens up January, the cold, blustery weeks of January. My birthday! Nope. Oh, no, that's never No, been. no, not yet. Christmas? Uh, no, that's gone uh, by... Pride? Uh, no, that's in the summer. Oh, crap. Uh, it what is, is it? It is the day that the six bright-eyed and excited, <laughs> uh, slightly naive entries <laughs> are released uh, from the... Uh, Entries for Eurovision, you decide. They're Yay. out. We know who they are. We know what their songs are. I think slightly naive is being polite about them. <laughs> don't know if they know what they're letting themselves in for here, do they? <laughs> so, um, Isabel, we're going to do things a little bit differently um, first. But before you explain, um, uh, we're not going to do this thing differently. Isabel, would mm. you like a glass of San Chinian? I would very much. Which country is it from? It's from France. And it says it has a distinctive taste of garigue. What does that mean? <laughs> don't know. It's oh. G A. <laughs> if you're French or speak French, let us know let what us that know. means. Um, would you like a glass? I'd very much like a glass. Yes. While please. I um, while I open it, would you explain to our dear listeners um, what is going to happen today on this very special day? Yes, of course. So, Eurovision You Decide, for anyone either not in the know about Eurovision or not from the UK, is the United Kingdom's TV show to decide who our entry is going to be. So, a lot of countries around the world do similar shows. Um, sometimes in the past, we've just had it chosen for us and the public haven't had a vote. <laughs> Normally, then, it's dead crap. Yeah. But um, we have Eurovision You Decide again this year, which means that six entries are going up against each other this Friday night. Ooh. Um, and one of them will be chosen by a panel of judges and the voting public. I think that's. I think there's. I mean, at least the judges will say something. The judges about will it, say stuff. But, so definitely. They'll, they'll definitely influence the vote in some way. Yeah. Um, so um, we are actually going to be there this Friday. So it's going to be very exciting. Roland Blessing bought us tickets um, as my Christmas and his Christmas present, Yay. which was very very sweet of him. So. Today's episode, we've decided we're going to do a run-through of the six entries, have a bit of a critique, a discussion, listen to a bit of the tracks, talk about what we think of them, maybe talk about what the, I think maybe what the general consensus of, the, of them is already mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. there in the public right now. Yeah. Um, uh, ahead, because this, you'll be hearing this on Thursday. Thursday. It'll be Thursday today when yeah. you hear this, which is the day before the actual show happens. Then we're going to record bits and pieces uh, at Eurovision You Decide on Friday night. Then we're going to release a little special mini-foria for you off the back of that. And you're still going to have next Thursday's episode it's as well. double episode week next week. We're it's just going crazy, guys. Bumper. I mean, it's very exciting. <laughs> it feels like the, a proper start of Eurovision season now, doesn't it? Between now and uh, May, I think it is when it's Between on. now and when we die, uh, it's Eurovision season. <laughs> That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> true. Um, so I'm just going to... Let's, a little bit of, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Hey! A lovely red wine. Um, so here we go. I'm just going to do the. Oh, that was a poor glug, I'll be honest. It was a slow glug. That was a it's one. probably a thicker wine. Mm, is that your excuse? <laughs> a lovely thick wine. Yeah, oh, there's lipstick wine. on this one. It's all right. I'll have it. Oh, that... <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be mine. 
there we go. Cheers to the <laughs> cheers to the six, the naive six. Cheers to you oh, all. Gosh, gosh, Yay. gosh, gosh. So, um, so obviously this episode is kind of entirely um, news. So we're just going to go straight in with any other business, and then the rest of the the um, episode will be talking about the wonderful news that we've had today. So, Isabel, um, do you have any? any other business so a little bit in terms of no one's given me any we didn't as far as i'm aware we didn't do anything wrong last week which is maybe a first (laughs) no one's told me we've done anything wrong and i've not realized so in our heads we did everything right so in our heads we're (laughs) great we're perfect this is the perfect podcast we've won finished as long as we don't listen to it we were fine (laughs) yeah it was all good but i had some lovely feedback actually in the last uh, last seven days from friends of ours and friends of mine um one of our colleagues, the lovely Nick Dinning, Aww. who listens to this regularly, was Shout telling out to Nick us, Dinning. of course, was telling me um, a couple of nights ago that he listened to this while doing the washing up, <laughs> oh. uh, and finds it really like wants to give us feedback, and then remembers that it's not his it's job. Not, it's not his job because we're not in work at the moment, so he doesn't need to. But I did tell him he had to give us feedback anyway. Okay, love it all. Don't forget to scrub the grime off your filthy dishes, Nick. Oh, when did this turn sexy? Hello. Uh, Sorry, that was terrible. (laughs) Second bit of feedback. Um, I saw two of my friends, Matt and Ellen, at the weekend. Hi, Matt and Ellen. Hi, Matt and Ellen, who are both avid listeners of the podcast. Um, Both of whom you have met before, but Uh, not much. I've not spent a lot of time with them. uh, (laughs) Matt said that he feels like he really knows you now. (laughs) (laughs) This must be what like Leonardo DiCaprio feels when people like go and like, oh, Leo, I really like you or whatever. And then, no. You've got ideas of grandeur, <laughs> haven't you, lads? Jesus, I shouldn't be giving you a big head. <laughs> oh. And the third bit of feedback was some for me, go which on. was for my friend Nikki. And she is my best friend, so she's Nikki, nice to yeah. me anyway. But still, she is Jewish. And she said that my Hebrew in the earlier episodes from about Israel, she said that she was very proud of no. my Hebrew pronunciations. Oh, there was a can... couple of bits that I stumbled on a little but bit. That's fine. But generally, she was like, I was very... I was very impressed with the Hebrew as That's well. That's better than actually any other business from, um, when was it we were saying a Welsh thing? That was about three episodes ago. Um, I realised that um, you were saying uh, Kimri. Kimri, Simri. And, and it's it's Kumri, isn't it? Because it's oh, Clyde Kumri. Bloody hell. So just going is. back, any other business, Kumri. I'm so sorry, That's okay. Guys. I don't... I'm, <laughs> I'm re- this I is really... why we do any unabid- any other business. <laughs> because I... I don't know what I'm Look saying. Look at me though, just like. <laughs> but you had a bit. You had a compliment. I had to bring you down. <laughs> yeah, you did. Negging. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it's terrible. Anyway, horrible. okay. So that's our any other business. Um, Isabel, shall we begin our little look over the six, as I said, bright-eyed, fresh-faced entries for the Eurovision Song Contest yes, we 2017. Shall. so bloody exciting. I'm so excited. When they got released this morning, I was bloody jumping up and down off my uh, chair <laughs> in the office. No one knew why. Um, so to start off with, do you know who the judges are for this Friday? I have seen. Would you like to talk through who they are? So the three judges that are going to be on the panel. So it's going to be presented by the wonderful um, Mel of Mel and Sue fame. Yeah. Which is always a treat. She was an absolute gem last year. Yes. We, me and Roland, and in separate houses were texting and, and tweeting about the semi-finals while they were happening <laughs> and were really fully mm. in love with Mel mm. as I think most of the nation is. Bloody great, yeah. she's hilarious. So I'm very yeah. happy that she's going to be presenting National it. National treasure. And the three judges are going to be Strictly Judge Bruno Tonioli, um, Vocal Coach CC Sammy and the most exciting mm. one of them all, ladies and gentlemen, 
Sophie Ellis, bloody Baxter. Made on the dance floor. <laughs> you cannot feel the moves. But Sophie Ellis Baxter is going to be one of the judges, which is exciting. super exciting. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. is mega, mega pop star yeah. and absolutely iconic and brilliant. Yeah. And I'm very unbelievably bloody excited just to see, just yeah, to be just in to her be presence. In, in the same space just as her. Just to see that porcelain Ooh, skin She's going to bloody glow. It says here on the BBC website, and so I'm assuming it's fact, it says... Um, uh, Bruno T- Tonioli and Sophie, Sel- Sophie Ellis Baxter are forming part of the eight-person jury. Who are the other? Whoa! I've only got three. People? I got my news from GayTimes.co.uk. No, that's what I saw as well. I mean, it doesn't even say on the BBC website who the other eight are. So uh, that's very odd. How are they going to fit them all in? What? Anyway, so we'll... it says on there there'll be three expert panelists. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm, it's fake news. It's fake news. Fake news, guys. <laughs> Post truth. What's the new one now? Um, oh, um, alternative facts. Alternative facts. <laughs> that's what this is, guys. If we ever get anything wrong, Christ it's alternative almighty. facts. Um, so, do you have a, a an order you want to go through this in, uh, Isabel? Or I've put a random order in my list no you just go you, you're you in control of the music so. okay okay so um, let's just go with how they're written on my um, page here we're going to begin with Nate Simpson uh, with with the song What Are We Made Of now there is a theme with the entries you'll, this year you'll notice the theme quite quickly <laughs> so um, Nate shocker was a participant of the X Factor 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made it all the way to the judges' houses, uh, which means he got to visit Nicole Scherzinger's crib. How uh, exciting for He him. sadly didn't get beyond that point. However, he did get one of my favourite quotes from possibly all of TV ever in history, which was when Nicole Scherzinger told uh, Nate, you opened your mouth and Jesus came out. <laughs> <laughs> which, <laughs> which <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. No, I, w- I waited until you put your red wine down because <laughs> otherwise all of our equipment was was going to be covered. Okay. Uh, okay. So, in case I have to cut some of that, that was a good 30, 45 seconds of laughter there. Uh, <laughs> shall we have a quick listen, Isabel, to? A sample of the song. So this is uh, Nate Simpson, What We Are Made Of. What are we made of? What are we made of? Because we are more than skin and bones. We're searching for a miracle. What are we made of? What are we made of? How can we let our future die? If we don't even try, will you take my hand? Can we make a So, Isabel, there we have our little sample. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give a, a brief overview of your thoughts? Okay, so I've done less research than Roland. So we're just going to go into the standard, which is Isabel being judgy and Roland knowing the facts. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got judginess coming up now as well. Oh, that's good. The rest okay, of that's it. fine. Yeah, yeah. So on first listen earlier today, and he's very handsome. He's very cute, and he seems very talented. Mm. Will he be playing that piano bit? I think. Uh, I, I don't wonder. know. I haven't seen. That would be impressive. That would be. If he is, I think that will fare much better than if he's just standing there yes. singing. Yes. Um, started off, I was like, mm, "This is okay," mm-hmm. and the oh, the bridge kind of hooked me into yeah. it quite yeah. a bit. 
Yeah, then I got quite then I got quite into it. Um, with yeah, went into the chorus, into the lyrics. How can we let our future down? How can we let mm. our future die? Mm. Very poetic, very beautiful. Yeah, he. Um, I did fall a little bit in love with him, even though it was just yeah. stills of his face he's, with the music in the background. In all of the pictures, he looks very oh, emotional, doesn't he? Very he lovely. Very, yeah, he does look very I lovely. I think it's a strong contender out mm. of the six. I think it's very good. It's um. So you said in your bit. Oh, is that maybe political? But no, it's not. Yeah. It sounds political. It yeah. does sound political. It sounds a bit... It's what we discussed in the past about how that this year's Eurovision entry should be something that's like an apology to Europe yeah. Yeah, 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 about yeah. the big mistake that we've made. Yeah. Not we. To make that clear, me and Roland <laughs> didn't did make a mistake it. with we Brexit. We made no mistake. We were we right. We voted Remain. No, any we other business were here. the good humans. <laughs> um, but the country made a very massive mistake in my eyes. Mm. And so while we needed to have this song to be an apology to Europe yeah. or like to build bridges back with we're Europe. All made from the and this song is a little bit does you can't pretend it, you can't say it's not of that ill no 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 and i think i think i think that there's a lot of songs here and also in general that that you have lyrics that can be interpreted in both ways as a very sort of macro level and a micro level as well of like oh it's like a relationship but it's also about guns. yeah but i think it's, it's in similar so did you do <laughs> going back to A-level media studies <laughs> but in A-level media studies one of the big things we talked about was the fact that you can you have to make a distinction between film and me- media pre-9-11 and media post-9-11 uh, I'm not saying Brexit is 9-11 in any way but, but that was a big discussion in yeah. every crit we did of films or TV shows yeah. if it was post-9-11 there would be a, a discussion of that there was a context of that yeah. involved in it yeah. it had to yeah. and because this is still in the immediate aptima- aftermath yeah. of Brexit I feel the same thing works in that you kind of have to have a slight understanding of well yeah post-Brexit that does have more meaning to it than pre-Brexit absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and and I can't think that these writers will have written these songs without being aware of that at the very least I mean for me personally it is a very it's a rousing ballad but for me it never quite reaches beyond that like 60% like if there was yeah. a if there was a big drum beat that kicked in and there were a couple yeah. last year as well in the um, You Decide that were just like so nearly yeah, there yeah we discussed this some and of ours yeah, that are our favourites yeah, yeah, yeah. but they just didn't have that extra and it oomph. nearly went there was one particular and I can't remember the name of it but it was, it was one that would have been amazing if it if a big drum beat kicked in yeah. and you want like the wind machine and you want the strobes to flash and it but this one for me is a beautiful and beautiful voice as well yeah and i think that that's something that we will talk about throughout all of them actually is that the level of singing ability uh this year is actually very very high very I bloody good i think um, after um, not last year. Joe and, no, Joe and Jake I mean, were adorable. Although they were adorable, but they weren't strong They weren't the strongest voices, singers. But yeah. two years ago with that bloody... Oh my God, Electro Velvet. Oh, that was, that's why that I was it from my brain. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was horrendous. Yeah. So yeah, the singing talent, fantastic this year. Okay. I think... I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying... I don't want Nate to be our yeah. entry. Yeah. I think he's lovely and the song is lovely yeah. and I wish him all the best. But I don't think this is our strongest song. And that's what we got to think about. But I think this will win. Do you? I think this will be okay. judged through yeah. and will end yeah. up being our entry. It's, it, it is a really beautiful song and he's got a really beautiful voice. It's yeah. not necessarily something that will be a Eurovision hit. Shall we move on to our next entry, yeah. Isabel? So next on my list, I have Lucy Jones. Lucy Jones, who so, I knew... Without even seeing the name, just as soon as I saw the photo, I knew who she was oh, from, really? a, from 
Yet again, the X Factor. The X Factor. Theme, just hmm. that odd theme running hmm. through. So Lucy has entered this year with the song "I Will Never Give Up on You," mm-hmm. um, and uh, as Isabel rightly pointed out, uh, she was an X Factor entry in 2009. She actually lost a deadlock to Eurovision favourites Jedwood. Oh my God! Yeah, she did. And she was in the same year as other. This year's Eurovision hopeful, Daniel, who we'll talk about later. That was the all-time mm, all-time greatest. It was one of the all-time greatest X Factor mm. years. So, um, Lucy, Lucy Jones, she shares a vocal coach with Charlotte Church. Love Charlotte Church. Yeah. I, Charlotte Church. I know you have. You gave her a hug uh, <laughs> several times. She's performed in the stage shows of Les Mis and American Psycho. Um, the big news with this one, though, Isabel, mm. is that one member of the writing team is the winner of the song contest in 2013, Emily Emily, DeForest. Yeah. With her song Only Teardrops. Yes. For Denmark. Yes. So, hopes are high. Isabel, let's have a listen. I will never give up on you. I don't care what I've got to lose. Just give me your hand and hold on. Together we'll dance through this. Lucy Jones with I Will Never Give Up On You. Isabel, tell me what you think about Lucy Jones. I really like Lucy Jones. Yes. I. It's not my kind of song. It's not my kind of Eurovision song. Mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very beautiful, and I really I like some of the lyrics. I really like the, the "Together We'll Dance Through the Storm" lyric, very yes. beautiful. Yeah. Um, and with Emily behind it, I mean, come on, yeah. that's Eurovision yeah. icon right there, Eurovision winner right yes. there, backing it. So I think at first when I listened to it, straight away ruled it out and was like, no, nope, bored, mm-hmm. bored of it, yeah. not interested, it's not yeah. going to do well. But now thinking about it again, in a, and again in a Eurovision context of seeing it at the to having it performed at the finals on in the front stage. of Europe yeah. on the stage with Lights everyone there watching, and, yeah. I think Europe could fall in love with Lucy. You know what? I think you've talked me around because I was, I think I, right and up until that point, I was on the, again, sim- similar similar to Nate, you know, there's not a drop, there's not really, there's a key change, mm. but it's not really like a big pow That's what I thought moment. at first, yeah. But you're right, if it's beautifully sung... And the key will be with these is we're listening to recorded studio versions of these. Yeah, it's the how they do it live. The key will be when we see it live. The, yeah. These could be And also what they, do, what they do as well. Like yes. A, can they carry the tune and actually make it sound that beautiful live? And yeah. B, what are they physically doing when they do it? Yes. Is, is Nate playing the piano? Is Lucy playing the piano? Yeah. Who knows? Are they going to have odd dancers? Are they going to... You know, the live act is all to do with it as well. And I think such a, a beautiful song like that needs to be very... Um, um, it needs to be very toned down. It yeah. needs to be about Lucy and the song and the music. I can see her in a big long dress with very a big floaty. train. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. She is going to basically Europe needs to fall in love with her mm-hmm. and that song for that to win. And I think they could if it's done properly, if it's done well, and, it's, and potentially that could be a high one for it, us. It could, and it's a, it's a really big challenge though with something like that though because yeah. it is entirely your voice because there's yeah. not going to be dancers and hunky topless men or it women in white lingerie um yeah so we- <laughs> so next up isabel 
Mm-hmm. I have on my list mm-hmm. Olivia Garcia with the song Freedom Hearts. I'm excited for this one. So, little Olivia. Little Olivia. I say little. She's 16 years old. Oh, shut up, is she? She's 16 years old. Oh, little babe. That doesn't stop her from blasting out this song. Again, a common theme. Very strong vocals in this one. Can I... Can I guess the other theme in this? Go on. Well, is is, <laughs> so, is she from a reality TV uh, show by any chance? Yes, yes, she is. Is that reality TV show from ITV? <laughs> so, Olivia from Wigan was a participant on the X Factor in 2016. Oh, she's from Wigan. She's from Wigan. Good girl. Um, she made it as far as the six chair challenge, which, if you don't know, oh, is, is sort of a game it's of musical brutal. chairs, basically. Awful. But instead of music, it's just sort of their own integrity and bullying teenagers it's me um so she made it that far so apparently this song um seems to be about deciding or whether or not to remain in a relationship which is broken down which normally sounds a little bit sad for a eurovision entry but after last year 1944 it seems like you know and nothing's off the table it it also seems as we were saying that there's probably some parallels with the political happenings there's lines uh like Someone said, yes, we can, but we're still torn apart. So, Play there you go. Critique. Let's have a little listen to Olivia Garcia, Freedom Hearts. Listen to whispers of all these freedom hearts. Listen real closely, we'll find another start. Someone said, yes, we can, but still we are torn apart. So Well, Isabel, what was your take of Olivia Garcia's Freedom Hearts? Favourite of the bunch. Mm, Loved it straight away. Absolutely in love with Olivia. Absolutely in love with the song. So clearly political messages in yeah. that one as well yeah. not in a way that we shouldn't be allowed to enter it into the Eurovision Song <laughs> no. Contest because it can't be too political but that, like you said those um, so yes it's about a relationship but some of the lyrics in it are so clear so yeah like you said someone said yes we can but we're still torn apart Obama yeah. Trump is that not <laughs> yes. right That that's yeah, gotta yeah, be that yeah. we're on the same side it's repeated all the time yeah. like we are what we, That's this is what we were saying and, about this is our Euro cry yeah. of Europe we yeah. still love you we're yeah. so sorry yeah. that we did this There's you know, one of the lines isn't it is mad men in suits shiny hair and shoes yeah you kip yeah <laughs> Just politicians Years passing in by, we still have a life we just didn't choose. That is Brexit. That yeah. is us talking about Brexit. That yeah. is, I, for me anyway, that's that's a song saying, we're bloody sorry. Well, this is this is what you were this talking is, about. Is, yeah. is this is this is probably like you know the the metaphor uh, political song that we needed yeah. is, is that it, it's it's non political enough to get in. Yeah. But it's us talking about in in quite direct terms about the feelings around politics today and the feelings about like you say american politics but also about brexit and And i think that coming from such a young person is would be um received very well as well because that is part of what's going on at the moment is that the youth youth of of europe and of the world feel very disillusioned by all of these um middle-aged men in suits choosing their futures for them and so i think it's a great message and also at the same time removing the political aspect of it i feel like it has that 
very positive Eurovision vibe whilst also having the right level of nonsense. Yes. Like, Freedom Hearts is yeah, just as meaningful why, as anything else. That's it, why Eurovision songs are sometimes a bit nonsense. Yeah. But that's why they're great. Yeah, exactly. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and Freedom Hearts means just as much to I'm anyone. Well into as, Freedom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I'm, I'm with We're you. all Freedom Hearts. This is this is probably um, my joint favourite, actually, and we'll go into that uh, later this on. This is this is my favourite, and I think that if it, I I don't think it's going to get through. Do you not? No, I don't think it's going to be our entry. I mm. really want it to be though, and I think that if it does go through and is our entry, I think it would place quite high for us. I think you're right. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, just with our initial. Um, uh, reactions to next on the list is Daniel Johnson is with it, is it Daniel? It's pronounced Daniel. Is it really? Because I'm sure that the entirety of the season, Simon Cowell kept saying Daniel, Daniel. and Danny Minogue, <laughs> who was his mentor, was like Daniel. Yeah. It's Daniel. Okay. Okay. Um, so then Daniel Johnson uh, with light up the world. So um, five songwriters on this one, uh, a, a big team of writers. Um, so Dan- Daniel, of course, auditioned for the X Factor in two thousand and nine. Yeah, he actually received rapturous praise from Simon Cowell, who claimed that it was the best first audition he's ever seen. At the time, it was. At the time, it was, it was incredible. It, he was at one point Bookie's favourite to win the whole season. Um, he eventually came fourth, losing to Joe McAldry and runner-up Ollie Mers. He did earn brief notoriety after sort of being outed by Danny Minogue. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? It was one of the yeah. really cringy, Oh, maybe it wasn't. Danny moments. can't have been his mentor then. Someone else is his mentor. I think she might have been his mentor. It was that she said he was singing about a oh, girl. yeah. And she basically said, oh, if, or, what we, if what we believe what we read in the press, you could have used the masculine noun for that as well. And then it was like, it was like silence um, in the audience and Jesus like you could Christ. hear cricket. I don't think, no, I don't think she was his mentor actually. No, okay. And that was, so that was sort of where, where he gained a bit of... Um, uh, notoriety. So this is um, Daniel Johnson's Light Up the World. Standing on your feet, yeah, couldn't see the way. Then I heard you say, just stay focused. That's to the beat, yeah, you're rid of them kinds of way. Moonlight shows a place where we're going. Light up the world tonight. So that was Daniel Johnson, Light Up the World. Isabel, first impressions? So I really fancied Daniel on The X Factor <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Um, until he became a bit of a one-trick pony. Oh, Which is why really? he came fourth in the end. Which is why I went from such heights. Yeah. yeah. So he did this amazing audition to start off with. But then all of the things he did in that that made him really exciting. He just yeah. did every single week. Oh, and it wasn't no. very interesting. And actually he didn't really grow at all. So I'm hoping that in the years since The X Factor. I mean, it's been seven years yeah. that hopefully he's learned a bit yeah. and um, and has progressed slightly otherwise that's not going to be our choice he's not going to go anywhere live he sounds great he sounded great at the time but yeah. live he just got a bit dull to watch to be fair though if he does become our Eurovision entry he's only got to do one before like one performance yeah he doesn't have to do he's 12. got to do one so yeah uh, yeah okay go on though yeah. go on carry on um it's the first like up, properly upbeat song of it's the group. Very upbeat, yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. Love the beat behind it. It really gets going. Yeah. Love the drums. 
lyrics are a bit bland. I have my, this is my favourite lyric of the bunch, which I, which I was going to say. Because it sounds like they accidentally, he accidentally sang a draft version of the lyrics. The lyric, my favourite two lines are, uh, he sings, I feel a change in the way you move, way you move tonight. And the next line is, something about the lack of sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like someone just wrote, just do that and then we'll fill that in later. And then he forgot to fill it in. Yeah, again, it just feels like they've done well with the actual melody yeah, yeah. with the song, but then they didn't put them all into the lyrics. And it's to say that five people wrote the lyrics <laughs> know, to this, yeah, it's a I bit, know. I mean, come on, guys. Um, I'm not sure if it was five people who wrote the lyrics. At, I think they wrote the whole oh, song, but still, well, it's still, still Roland's just him. And he I does do, yeah, I do, do. I don't well. actually really got a team of 20, right? <laughs> Work harder. I only got nine. Yeah, um, I like it, but then yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> for me, it's a good clapping bit at yeah, the end where like everyone yeah. claps together. Well, for me, I said that um, Olivia Garcia was my joint favorite because yeah. actually Daniel is my other favorite. It's really upbeat, and also it really feels like they could fill the stage. There's like big drums. Yeah. There's a chorus. I mean, I know they've only got big drums are popular. Big drums are popular. Well. I know they can only have six people, but it does really feel big like big drums can fill up a stage. A big though. drums fill up a stage, <laughs> and I feel like that's a, that's quite important. And, and and it sounds like he's got a lot of energy, and he's a really good singer as well. He's got a great. He's voice a very in good this. singer. Um, I and he I, used to be a primary school teacher. I know. Really oh, that's really cute. I so I didn't see the X Factor when he was on it. So to me, he's he's reasonably fresh. Okay. Um, and it it sounded like a song that it was probably like the song that I f- immediately went yeah that's a that's a good song so for me that's joint favourite I I doubt he Maybe will be I've that got... will be widely thought of I think most people will think of it similarly to you <sighs> I do well, I think feel they bad would for him for that no I mean because it, it no actually no I don't no I do I feel bad for him <laughs> but I do think the lyrics are poor and even though the song is like yeah powerful yeah. Mm, the mm. music. Those lyrics are just going to fall down flat because there's no meaning behind them. There's no earth yeah. behind them. There's nothing special. It's not like, well, actually, what, when I go on to after this, I'm going to just talk about some of the previous Eurovision winners uh, yes. yeah, for yeah. the past few yeah. years. Yeah. It's no, it's no Mons. It's no, yeah. we are heroes. Mm, we yeah. are this. We are powerful people. Concept. I, yeah, there's no concept behind yeah. it. It's yeah, just, yeah. I'm singing a song and yeah. this is a Eurovision song. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I think you're. I think you're probably more right. I just had an emotional connection to I'm him. I'm always probably more. He's got right. a lovely face. Oh uh, God, does he? Right. <laughs> so, um, next up, our second to last entry uh, this year for Eurovision. You decide is uh, Holly Brewer with the song "I Wish I Loved You More." Mm, upbeat. So. Um, Holly is clearly used to the spotlight. She supported Jess Glynn on her tour. Who? Um, Jess Glynn, she's a pop singer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, how old am I? <laughs> oh, God. Famous. Yeah, she's quite well known. Oh, she's done stuff with, like, Disclosure and people like that. But, Who? Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, she's, like, so she's sort of like the new Katie B, Jessie uh, Ware kind of vibe. I don't know who Jessie Ware is either. <laughs> Israel knows pop and that's it. I know pop from the late 90s, early noughties and that's it. And Eurovision. And Eurovision. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. That gives you as, as good a, a point and of view. And X Factor up until four yeah. years ago. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, you may know the people um, who she sung at the wedding of. She sang at the I, wedding of. I saw this. Of Mark Wright and Michelle Keegan. <laughs> Lovely wedding singer there. Of course, she was on The X Factor in 2015. Hell surprise. <laughs> Is Simon Cowell got some sort of backhander oh, into this? Because yeah. The X Factor 
have had so many ex um, entrants on Eurovision now that I legit feel we could do a Euphoria <laughs> entry about the history the of the X Factor. Yeah, I feel like that, that would be legitimate where they all came totally from. <laughs> so let's have a listen to Holly Brewer, uh, Holly Brewer's song, I Wish I Loved You More. You're the sun and That was Holly Brewer, I Wish I Loved You More. Oh, I like this, doing the radio thing. (laughs) Uh, So, Isabel, uh, give us your thoughts. So, so again, um, like with Lucy, the first time I heard it, I hated it. And now, again, I'm kind of into it. I have had some wine, though. (laughs) But it starts off, the beginning of the song, I think it starts with a little bit dull. It sounds like a kind of standard pop song. Then as it starts getting in, there's some good lyrics in there. It gets a little bit religious with the whole, there's a mention of like a priest or something. And it goes, ooh, amen. And that's, uh, I like the kind of of connotations and imagery there. I think the lyrics get... Well, when I first wrote this down in the notes, the lyrics get a bit lazy again, and I wasn't really into it, and I didn't really understand the concept of the song. Yeah. I still don't understand the concept of the song, but I was well into it just well, then, listening yeah, no, to I it. Know. Again, it just feels... I think I was judging it a bit too much earlier, and actually viewing it as a Eurovision song, yeah, and as yeah. a bit of a nonsense Euro doesn't, pop doesn't song. Doesn't matter, yeah, yeah. It's quite... It's good fun. It is good fun, and it's it's a proper belter, and it you know it feels like again, the stage will go off, and there'll be strobe lights, and, and it, there'll be those when they do like the fire streaming from the ceiling. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. It definitely feels like a stage filler of, of Eurovision. Yeah, but it, still the lyrics, it just makes sense. Yeah, and and also well, so she, I think it was she said that the um the song is about liking being with someone, but not quite enough, not quite loving it enough. Um, so, you, you know, you like spending time with someone, but it's not enough to make you really want to, like, spend your life with that I don't person. think that's a Eurovision song. I'm it's sorry. Not, it's not really. I mean... It needs to either be about, like, actual, all-powerful, life-changing love, or we, as the human race, are going to change the world. Political leanings, though? No. No? I, yeah, I maybe someone who's the wedding singer of Mark Wright and Michelle Keegan wouldn't do a political song. Lovely. Liked yeah. it. And I think probably this is going to be one of those ones that I go... I yeah, yeah. Song. I might have a listen to that. Yeah. That's quite fun to yeah, have a bop yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. And it's going to go onto my Eurovision playlist of past songs mm-hmm. that I quite, I'm quite into. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if this got through, it would not do as well. It would. The thing, the thing is with well, with some of these as well is that we're going. Oh, it's good because it's like a Eurovision song. But on Eurovision night, when it's third on. Yeah, you, f- you forget it because be it sounds like a lot of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything special about it. Okay. Sorry, Holly. Sorry, Holly. If you're if you're on our show as the winner and we interview you, we loved you from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I always said you were going to win. <laughs> this is so, just editing. Roland's made this sound weird. <laughs> it's his fault. Blame it was him. A, it was an audio problem. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to the wrong song. <laughs> so um, our last uh, song here, and uh, I think we left the uh, slight curveball. Curveball. Um, curveball. Curveball. <laughs> oh, no one likes a curveball. <laughs> I went to the doctors. Um, is uh, is Selena Mastruani with "I Don't Want to Fight." 
Um, clearly, uh, so of course, as we've already said, and rounding off the uh, the six entries this year, she was on the X Factor in 2012. What is uh, wrong with the UK? I mean, I know this means that they're all used to being on stage, but seriously, yeah, I know. reality TV <laughs> is taking over our lives. Black Mirror exists. We did say that we should have Bubble from the X Factor to uh, Bubble from Big Brother to uh, go on uh, Eurovision, didn't we? I feel like they they quite haven't gone far enough. No, go yeah, exactly. Go further. If get you're gonna Bubble make, on. if you're gonna do just reality TV show entrance, yeah. get well, just go back. Just get Jedward back. Get Jedward back. Just like back. they must have yeah. some heritage that's get UK because Ireland's not putting them back in, which I think is a travesty. And Ireland, if you're listening. Put those boys back in because they're beautiful angels. There was I love a them. there was a point and in time. And both of their Eurovision songs were incredible. They were. There was a point in time where I was I genuinely thought and was happy that I thought Ireland would just go, Oh, it's Jedwoods now. We'll just let them go every, every year. year. Just yes, let no, them I thought this tour, is this is what annoys Europe. me about <laughs> Eurovision is that when other countries don't have the hilarious Eurovision brain that I have yeah. things that I think are funny so I had that same thought of just every year put forward Jedward yeah. at some point they'd win so if they'd do worse they'd do well you know like sometimes they wouldn't get through yeah. but inevitably they'd win one year yeah. they had to the they law would. of averages they'd have to win <laughs> but I feel like also Jedward are the best ambassadors in the world just send them to the country they'll just hang around there for the everywhere. year and then they'll go to the next country they never need to come home again they they don't need to sleep no, they don't. They're not real humans. Four hours robots. a day being an ambassador for Ireland. They would be fantastic. So anyway, we've, we've gone off track. So Sorry, uh, Selena. got so distracted Selena. by Jedward. So, um, yes, this is from the same um, Copenhagen-based writing team as Lucy Jones's track. Um, a team mysteriously just called The Treatment. <laughs> so clearly it takes inspiration from such classics as United We Dance, Divided We Fall and Taste the Air. This is a song about world peace and disarmament. Um, although Mastriani claims this song is just about a breakup. Let's have a listen to Mastriani's <laughs> song. I don't wanna So that was Selena Mastriani with I Don't Want to Fight. Isabel, thoughts? So, less of a sneaky political agenda, I feel. <laughs> like, uh, On I the get nose. it's meant to be about a relationship. Yeah. Maybe don't keep repeating, put down your weapons, put down your weapons, put down your weapons, put down your weapons, guys, guys, put down your weapons. Yeah. Come on, guys, put down your weapons. It? it goes on and on and bloody mm. on again. Um. I'm um, unsure. So I like the I, I like the beat behind it. Yeah. I'd probably have an answer it if I went into a club and it was playing. Yeah. I'd have a little boogie. Yeah. Don't think it's a Eurovision entry though. Think that it is too blatant. Especially again, I'm sorry to do it, but we do have to talk about this in post-Brexit yeah. purposes. Yeah. Post-Brexit UK, we go in with an entry that's Come Guys, on, everyone. come you should on, do what we're we about say. peace and love. <laughs> Listen like, to no. us. No, they're just going to turn around and go, shut the f*** yeah, up, yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah. I just, what? That's, I think that's the first time I've ever not sworn when I wanted to swear. <laughs> that's weird. Changed women. Um, I'm, I think that's going to be a very odd... Pr- 
premise for yeah. us to go forward yeah. with we can't we can't we can't be that right now we have to go either completely ignoring what has happened and ignoring what is going on politically right now and yeah. just put forward something fun yeah or we have to have something that is apologetic and yeah. like we self-effacing understand. yeah exactly yeah. whereas this is telling them what to do guys, we still I know, know what's best. i know we messed up but we know what's good for you all right <laughs> we used to run a lot of your countries okay so listen to us no, no, no. too much it's too yeah. much so it, and also that weird that weird put down our weapons we should put down our weapons put down our weapons put down our weapons. it sounds like it's trying to be like a dance you know um when ellie goulding has that that funny vocal effect where it's like yeah. uh, 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 like it sounds like she's <laughs> she's doing it, but like can't afford. That was a good impression. You could have right? seen Roland's face. <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> um, it sounds like they're trying to do that effect, but can't afford it. So she just has to say it really quickly. Yeah. We should put down our weapons. We should put down. So it's kind of that. That's really distracting for me. I love the um, way away away. Like that's yeah. nice. That's cool. And then the beats really like them. Yeah, great beat. Yeah, but the, just that. And that's the hook. That's the hook of the song, and it's really distracting. It's too, it's it kind too of lets pushy. It down. Yeah, yeah, too much. They um, didn't try hard enough. So, it's 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 good, and it's a good. <laughs> they didn't try hard enough. Try harder. It's like you're reviewing my songs again. <laughs> try harder. Earn points. Um, so you know, and again, really strong voice, and actually, all of them have had really strong voices, and that, and the reason why we're not talking about really the vocal ability is because they're all really high they've all got fantastic voices which is great which I'm is really great. i'm genuinely very proud this year yeah of the people who have chosen these songs in that they've clearly decided we can't do goofy yeah they've understood that actually some of them do need to have vaguely political yep. meanings behind them yep. because of what's been going on in the world yeah um over the last year or so yeah um and they've really genuinely put in people with actual talent yes like real talent which is fantastic yeah it's the song have they done enough i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sum up now this bit and then we're gonna um lead by example and uh for any of the six who are listening to this podcast uh we have some examples of how to really do eurovision right so um we'll go into that so uh summing up I think it's a good field. I think the singing ability of all of them seem really strong. As yeah. I say, we'll see on Friday if this transfers to the live arena or if they're relying on fancy studio tricks. Um, the other point is, good God, we've done well from the people who didn't succeed on the X Factor. Uh, all six <laughs> of them were on the X Factor. To be honest, though, I don't think it's the worst place to find people. They, they've got good singing ability. Mm. They know how to perform in front of people. They've been on TV. They've been on TV. They've they're had the pressure the of the nerves. media. I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing. Maybe no. we look outside of uh, just the X Factor, but it's Mans came from uh, um, uh, a talent show. Laureen came from a singing competition as well. Uh, so you know, it's sign of the time. It's not unprecedented. Uh, so I think it's not the worst place. Um, I like the funny lines, um, and I think that that's we've actually been leaning quite heavily on on Swedish uh, or you know um, songwriters from Europe, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And gosh. They all look young and healthy and wholesome, don't they? But one of the things that I am actually a little bit worried about is that when you look through previous winners from Eurovision back for the last seven years yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, very few of them are young. Yeah. There's a handful. Yeah. There's maybe two yeah. that are actually young'uns, like yeah. real young'uns, late teens, early 20s. The rest of them are grown-ups yeah. and they look as such and they act as such and they mm-hmm. look like seasoned performers and, yeah, and they they're know very what they're doing. exactly so to start with last year yep. 2016 jamala 1944 yeah 
She was a powerful woman yes. with a powerful song yes. with an amazing message. She's bloody beautiful. A really haunting, powerful performance. Yeah. Like powerful is the word for it in every yeah. sense, yeah. in every way. And didn't fuck around either. Talked about killing and Jesus. death. Jesus. No. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was political, it was meaningful, it was unapologetic. heartfelt, unapologetic, exactly, and had a lot of bloody just power. There was so much bloody power behind it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. So uh, Jamala, incredible. That was yeah. her. Go the year before. Okay. Go to beautiful, beautiful mans. Oh Can my we have God. a little clip of? What a man. Let's have a little listen. What a mans, what a mans, what a mans, what a mad a good mans. <laughs> Before we do, I didn't quite realise how many pictures of Marlon's Isabel was putting on our Instagram account. Only like three, but they're all topless. I feel I did. If you're not yet following us on Instagram, I do post near naked pictures of Marlon's (laughs) as regularly as possible. So get involved. I did grow your podcast. I did wonder if you could uh, set up a a, um, sister or a brother to Jedna's Day and do Marlon's Day. Think of that. Okay, we're gonna have so now on a Monday it's gonna be Mons Day and Wednesday is Jedness Day. So Monday for Mons, Wednesday for Jedward. Uh yes, that sounds good. So let's have a little listen to Marn Zemelo performing Heroes at the 2015 Eurovision final. So, oh my god, he just, he kills me every single bloody time. He's so goddamn talented. And he's bloody charming and smiley and gorgeous. So much charisma. Yeah. Mons was, again, he was a seasoned performer. He knew what he was doing. He was not a kid. Every bit on that stage, he was owning it. He owned the performance. He owned the song. It was very powerful. It had a powerful message behind it. We are the heroes. We are going to survive this. We're going to do well. Yeah. It helped that he's also... (sighs) God damn handsome. Yeah. I mean, Christ, that man is unbelievable. Uh, and so it and it says a lot as well that as we mentioned earlier he was he won uh, their uh, version of the mm-hmm. X Factor also won their version of Strictly Come Dancing he's a whole package oh, he's a bloody gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous pop star uh, so that was Mans and yes he took control of the stage Isabel I'm sure you wish he would take control of you <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes <laughs> Okay, you go back another year then, 2014, the unbelievable Conchita Verse, another goddamn absolutely beautiful human right there singing, very powerful song, very, it's a Bond theme, that's the whole thing at the time and everyone still talks about that, it's a bloody Bond theme, it's incredible, it's absolutely iconic and total diva of Conchita with this incredible score behind it, whoever wrote that music is amazing Genius. like that was a winner off the bat they must have they must have sat back after writing that and gone bloody done it guys well <laughs> just may as well just kick back and retire now because we made the greatest Eurovision song ever well, let's we? enter the winner's enclosure <laughs> just strolling up before it's even started sorry guys this is for us reserved this, this is our bag don't even worry about it uh, it's it's an interesting obviously it had the interesting take of the fact it was a drag queen singing it yeah. which made it um you know, it gave it that that extra bit in terms of the stage performance. Of if it, even if it had been though, either just 
a man exactly the same stage performance yeah. with a man singing yeah. it or with a woman yeah. singing it in the in the traditional yeah. sense yeah. rather than drag queen performing it i think it still it was, probably would have worked yeah, absolutely. because it's an incredible song but it, in no way was it um like a um an uh uh, like a novelty thing it no, was like it added, no, it it added so much rise like a phoenix it added so much meaning to that song it and, gives me and shivers just thinking yeah about it, it. it is it was absolutely stunning and uh well absolutely well deserved winner and yeah. and just uh, you know so powerful again powerful is the word there powerful, powerful. again back the year before this is when there's uh, slight anomaly yeah, in this yeah, yeah, in this yeah, context yeah. it's when we have the lovely Emily who is one of the writers of this yeah, year's songs of yeah, Lucy's song yeah. it's, and it's not a bad song it's, it's, a perf- it's a perfectly competent Eurovision song yeah. I don't think it stands in the same level as Conchita or Mans or Jamala or Lorene or Alexander Ryback I mm-hmm. think it's there's many Eurovision songs that sound like this mm-hmm. but it happened to be that this year this was the favourite I think if it had been in another year, it would not have done so well. It wouldn't have won. But she is that bit younger. Yeah. It's very hippie. It's very traditional. Yeah. And there's the lovely whistle in there. Yeah, lovely she whistle. She does slightly rip off Lorene's barefoot look from the year oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's got I that. I will take umbrage Although, with. Although, to be honest, that was originally done by Sandy Shaw in 1968. There's uh, a difference between 1968 and 2012 and 2012 and 2013. No, you know, there was an originator of the trend and the trend was Sandy Shaw, Fab on a String, 1967. you <laughs> <laughs> uh, But no, you're right. Go on then, moving on. Moving back another year to 2012 <laughs> to my, I think I would even go as far as to say my all-time favourite Eurovision winner, um, Loreen, yeah. with our podcast namesake yes. of Euphoria, which I am... I mean, I'm still obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it every day of my life. Yeah. I listen to this song very regularly. will always listen to it. I genuinely think it's one of the best dance tracks ever made. Let's have, ever. A, let's have a listen to it, shall we? It's amazing. That was Laureen with the song Euphoria. What a song. She is a goddess. Every time you see, every time you listen to it, it's like, it just brings up new emotions. It's amazing. It just does things to me that no (laughs) other song does. It's incredible. It was such, I think it definitely at the time was a new thing for Eurovision as well. So that dancey but still that powerful it still has it i don't know how they did it but it's that mixture of powerful eurovision pop entry with oh actually we're gonna put up a bit of a dance mix on this i genuinely think it's the best dance track ever made (laughs) ever in the world i mean it's history of world ever all time yeah she as i said is a goddess the performance is incredible as well again she did the actual first time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> quite a long time barefoot performance of just her being beautiful and dancing and doing very 
rewatching it today, I've mm. never thought about the fact it's very Janet Jackson esque oh, yeah. dance routine Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the nineties until the, the ninja guy comes on at the end, and then there's some snow, and then it gets incredible again. And again, it's that extra bit of. I think most Eurovision entries have to have a bit of nonsense. Yeah. And that's the bit where you're like, this song's amazing. She's amazing. There's an ninja guy. It's snowing. What the hell's going on? I love it. Like, that just confuses you into yeah. voting for yeah, it yeah. anyway, even if there it's not good. You're like, there's a ninja in the snow. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And again, powerful. She is, again, not a child, not a kid no. singing. She's a grown-ass bloody woman yeah. singing an incredible, powerful song yeah. that is very inspiring. Imagine being in the audience yeah. the first time you yeah. heard that song. I would have screamed until I passed out. I would have died of happiness. <laughs> and it's amazing as well because actually the lighting for the majority of the song is you can barely see her face. Yeah. And like, and yet she still absolutely owns it. She like kills it and it's just amazing. Anyway, before we get too excited, let's Levine's move. the best. <laughs> Okay. Levine's the best just, ever. Just making sure. Just, just so you do. Just, we name, we just name, to remind you guys. We named, I don't have favourites, but Levine is the bloody best. We named our podcast after it. I mean, it, it's we very did. good. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Levine, please come on. Oh, God. oh my God. Imagine I'm turning was... into you now, just begging people to come on. Imagine if she was sat here in your kitchen. I can't, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have to hire a no. hall or something. Wouldn't, I can't. <laughs> okay, so moving back in time. Uh, now, uh, now this is where yeah, this is where you get disappointed. So sorry, Armenia, but um, <laughs> 2011's win by L and Nikki, oh, the worst no. stage names ever. Running scared. I mean, the less said about this, the better. If I'm all honesty, <laughs> of all the, I don't even know how it won. It's a Eurovision song. It's a perfectly fine Eurovision yeah, song. Yeah, not a perfectly fine Eurovision en- winner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah that's the yeah. difference. Emily, I can go, yeah, yeah, yeah all right, you yeah. won. I don't think it was the strongest no, year. But, I think if you'd gone up against someone yeah. else, you wouldn't have done. But that year, having that as a pin of this is still the winner this year, fine. Absolutely yeah. fine. Got yeah. no beef with that. Ellen Nikki. No. It's not it's You know not what? Good. We're not even going to listen to it. We're going to move on. It was the exception <laughs> to the rule, guys. Exception to the rule. 2010, Lena with Satellite. Oh, yeah. Which is a great song. Again, um, Again, another youngin. So, but I think, but now we go further back, you can see that they do actually, some of the younger performers, maybe, so seven, yeah. seven, eight years ago yeah. and beyond, younger was better yeah. for, a, a, for a while. There's there a was trend. a trend of younger performers would win. Whereas I think the trend is now that older performers are winning. So more seasoned performers are winning. Um, it's a ridiculously catchy song. From the first time you hear it, I think it was something very different for Eurovision as well. She is unbelievably likable. Yeah. Like you yeah. just watch it and within 20 seconds you go, she's great. I could hang out with yeah, her. Exactly. She's a nice girl. Yeah. She's great. And as a, I'm sure as a teenage boy, you'd be like, I've got a big old crush on that yeah. girl. And she's got a really interesting voice. Mm. And at the time I think was it was something very different for Eurovision in terms of the style of the song yeah. and, and the message behind it because it wasn't a really like... Uh, well, it's just like a fun love song. It's yeah. like a fun, silly love song, yeah. which is yeah. a bit off piste yeah but she's just goddamn adorable yeah 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 when that and it does seem like there is a trend uh that it's it's gone from sort of adorable and cute into like people women and men owning their songs yes and so this is what i mean this is a problem so yeah. when you then again go back another year 2009 yeah. to yes. alexander yeah. that same theme of back then which we do have a lovely little clip of let's, have a, little, let's have a little clip of this and i get to see his lovely face as well here we go and we were sweethearts That was then But then it's true 
So, there we have... And my God, we're seeing him on Friday. Oh my God, yeah, he's going to be at Eurovision. You decided he's going to be performing and I'm going to yeah. see that live and I see his little lovely oh, little face. Little so, nice. our friend Benji adores Alexander and is very jealous that we're going to go yeah. see him this Friday. I'm... Um, Alexander is... I don't know if you know too much about him. He's got mm. an incredible backstory behind him. We're going to do an episode on him or, you know... Ben, Ben's going to do an episode on him. I've yeah. promised him that yeah. one because yeah, yeah. he knows more about Alexander than I think anyone else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and Alexander is going to be great content. Oh, my God. But he's fantastic. Part of me wonders why this, I love this song so much, but it is one of the greatest Eurovision songs so good. ever. Yeah. He, again, he is just... It's, it's very traditional, which again yeah. can be um, can work in Eurovision's favour when you have a very traditional song from your country um, or from your culture. It kind of works with that. It's a little bit of um, uh, authenticity. It's yeah. like this is this is my country's heritage, and this is my yeah. We're not just background. doing pop. Yeah, this is our heritage. Yeah. This yeah, is where yeah. I've come yeah. from. He has just this lovely little handsome, beautiful little, little face. Little face. Oh, and he plays the violin, and he's got these fun dances, and everyone's having a really fun time when yeah. you watch the performance. Yeah. There's some traditional dancing in it. It's all just very, but it's still very camp you, you, and very charming at the same time. You know what though. In and and I would say as much as any of the other ones we talked about is he fucking owns it because it it's like he, he plays takes control he, of that stage. Yes, yeah, he plays like cute and oh I'm doing cheeky looks at the camera. But every look and every move yeah. is like absolute control, and that's why he won it because yeah. it was completely in his control, and he had the audience in his bloody hand. But <laughs> this okay, so uh, yeah, Alexander, incredible, loved it, still love that song, still love that performance, and watching it today reminded me of how great he was. Yeah, but I feel that young performer theme has gone yeah the theme more recently has been as we've yeah. discussed someone that bit older someone who really owns the stage yeah. someone who's singing a very powerful strong song in a very powerful performance with yeah. a lot of meaning behind it and that could be something that's a bit more smiley sexy like Mans, or yeah. something that's um singing about the cr- a war yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Jamala. yeah, yeah. But that's what it has to be. And so my worry for us this year is that all of our performers are too young yeah, with not enough power behind them. I mean, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of young people there. Ironically, I think Olivia, who's the youngest, probably has the most sort of... like most powerful a, song. A, a powerful song. Definitely. And like owning its song. But that's why I'm worried because she's only 16. Yeah. And can, if that was in an older performer's hands, yeah. would that could potentially be a winner. Yeah. But it's all going to be whether or not she does she, it well yeah. on Friday and actually gets through. Yeah. And then if she gets through on Friday, if she actually on the yeah. night owns it as yeah. well and shows that power and yeah. really has some oomph behind it. Uh, just before we end, and actually this is from a website that I use a lot. And if you listen to this uh, and you haven't heard of the website, then you should definitely go on. It's a, a website called weeweeblogs.com. <laughs> Uh, which is a Eurovision uh, uh, website, not one of Donald Trump's uh, favourite sort of websites. Um, this is uh, yeah a Eurovision news website, and they've set up a vote to determine who is the, the public or whoever's reading that uh, site's favourite entry. Shall I run them? I'll run them from the bottom up. Okay. So in number six position, with uh, 8.08% of the votes, that's 86 votes, is Daniel Johnson with Light Up the World. Ooh, 
Ooh, that's the lowest. Okay. Fifth position is uh, Nate Simpson with "What Are We Made Of" with eight point nine three percent of the votes. Which I'm already going to disagree with all of the voting public there because you've just put the two boys at the bottom yeah, when the actually t- the they are better boys. than some of the girls. Yeah. So then in fourth position is Lucy Jones at "Never Give Up mm, on You" with thirteen point sixteen, one hundred and forty votes. Uh, third position is Selena Mastriani with I Don't Want to Fight with 16.35%, mm. uh, 174 votes. Second, Holly Brewer, which I lived with I Wish Olivia's I Loved first. You More. Olivia is first by some way with 32.9% yes. of the votes. Yes. 351 votes. Guys, I'm so proud of you. Whoever's voting on that, well done. Olivia, I think genuinely Has is our best chance. Yeah at not being embarrassed this year. I'm not saying she's got a good chance of winning because none of us do, because we're awful, an awful nation. We're a very awful nation. Sorry about that. So sorry. We can't apologize enough. But (laughs) Olivia has the best chance of doing well and actually getting us back vaguely in people's good books. Yeah. So yes, Olivia, Olivia. Freedom Hearts. So there we go. So as Isabel said at the start of the podcast, we're going to give you a bonus episode and we're not sure necessarily what day it's going to come out. I think early next week. Yeah. Um, But we're going to give you a... a, a, Yeah, I think so. We're going to give you a bonus episode from with clips from the event ourselves, from the event itself on Friday. And we'll sum up what we experienced and we'll have a discussion about the winner and all of those things maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hunt down Sophie Alice <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm, I promise I'm gonna try my hardest oh my god imagine if we get Sophie Alice Baxter on the podcast I'm gonna dress really smart yeah and so I look official yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. if I just say to her we have a Eurovision podcast <laughs> When we're there, obviously there's going to be a ton of other big Eurovision fans. So we're going to try and chat to other people about who they like yes. and who they think is going to win. And if yeah. we know of any other uh, entries from other countries and get some other input from other big old Eurovision fans. And we're going to, I am personally going <laughs> to hunt down any celebrities yeah. and see if they will give us some quotes and some chats. Mainly Sophie Alex-Bexter because she's a goddess. But um, I'll take anyone, really. So hopefully next week's episode will be the most star-studded episode yet. <laughs> because so far it's just been us talking about celebrities. Just me staggering around <laughs> with a glass of Prosecco. Daniel, come and talk to us. I'm not uh, saying Daniel's not getting through. No, no. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he will we'll have to interview him <laughs> uh, so yeah so do tune in and then next Thursday we'll have a straight up normal regular episode of the podcast with uh, some good stories and and another song from me I can't wait to hear your I song I know sadly uh, and I meant to start with this sadly I wasn't uh, considered for entry this year but we, there's always hope for next year next year uh, and so um we uh, remember oh, and also soon enough I don't know if it'll be next week but just as a little teaser mm-hmm. Roland and I will also be at a Eurovision party oh. this year that will be taking place in Peckham in London in the UK yes I can't go into any more details right now yes. because not it's all. not my night <laughs> to be announcing. It's not confirmed. And it's not all... It is like, definitely, no, 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 sorry. It, it's it's definitely the de- All the details aren't... But the details will come. Yes. But we will be alongside a lot of other um, big old Eurovision fans. It's going to be a big Eurovision it's party. It's going to be an amazing Eurovision party in Peckham, in London, on Eurovision. Yes. We will be there and we will tell you the uh, the, the real details behind it, hopefully in maybe two weeks' time, if I you, would hope. If you want to start time. booking flights now, feel free. Come on over. <laughs> you can't... 
stay with me, no, Roland? No, I mean, no. there's there, there's hotels. There's Airbnb. There's hotels. And I've, I've got a tent, somewhere. I think. I've got a tent. But I will uh, high five you oh my if God. you come from another country. No, I mean, I'll, I'll buy you several drinks. <laughs> and if you are coming, give us an email. So you can email us at europhoriapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting your emails. Oh, it's so it's nice. So it genuinely so fills lovely. me with joy yeah. every time we get something or a little message. Or even if it's just like something on Reddit. It's just yeah. really nice that someone said something about us. Yeah. Which um, is great. And we're also on Instagram. So Instagram is europhoriapodcast. Yeah. And we now have Mons, Mons Day. Day and Jedness Day. <laughs> we're going to fill every day of the week with a different Eurovision person. Uh, yes, person. and uh, on Twitter as well. And, and today I was tweeting out all of the entries as they were announced by the BBC. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet we tweet out about us and little pictures and things like that. So be Roland sure. Rowan tweets horrible pictures of me, actually. <laughs> Eating pizza. It's the least flattering photo ever <laughs> taken of me in the world. I liked it. It was Isabella in her prime. I'm very <laughs> attractive. <laughs> Come on Eurovision night so and myself. you will see uh, how goddamn attractive I am. Oh, actually, now if you come on Eurovision night, you will see me dressed as a iconic Eurovision entry. I mean, even I don't know what that is. No, you so don't. That's because very I'm mysterious, it a secret. right? Well, I think I'm going to wear a tuxedo. So that is all we have time for today. Um, it's been really good, and I hope you enjoyed uh, this slightly uh, shifting up, slightly rambling uh, of the podcast. I'll trim it down. Don't worry. You're gonna have um, a lot of editing to do. So- <laughs> So, um, so thank you so much for listening. We'll have a double uh, episode week next week. So yes. be sure to tune in and do uh, rate and uh, review us on iTunes. It helps us get more and more listeners. But as we sign off uh, in the same way each week, uh, as Nate Simpson asks himself, what are we made of? I don't know. It's mostly water, isn't it? I don't hey, know. hey! <laughs> Thanks for listening and goodbye! Goodbye!